is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Need to make a trade as we enter week eight? Well, this is the show for you. You know how we do it. Buy low, sell high. We're going to talk trade on Fantasy Football Today. We're going to get a little visit from the regulators. We got a good, good edition of Fantasy Regulators and an okay edition of Team Name Tuesday on a Wednesday and a great edition of Jamie Eisenberg and Heath Cummings. Good morning, fellas. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Adam. Got a new sponsor. You guys, uh, Heath, you have, you have sons. They play games on their phone, right? Video games? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool, actually. I downloaded this game, and I want you all to as well. Drop in, gear up, and compete for glory in PUBG Mobile. PUBG Mobile. Fight in explosive 100-man battles to, to be the last player standing. Experience incredible realistic graphics and a variety of play modes. Download the official mobile version of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds for free. Go to your Android or iOS app, uh, your app store, pardon me, and type PUBG Mobile, P-U-B-G Mobile. Collect a special reward using the link and promo code provided in the description of this episode. So if you're listening to this episode, check out the description that I wrote up. I've got the link and the promo code for you. And um, click on that or go to that address, use the promo code, and uh, yeah, and get your special reward. I'll tell you more about it a little bit later, but it's a cool game. PUBG Mobile. Let's do it. All right, uh, first some emails, then buy low, sell high, and all that good stuff. This is from AJ. Dear Jordan, Tevin, Antoine, and Trent. They are Indiana Hoosiers. Jordan Howard, Tevin Coleman, Randall L., and Trent Green. If Denver trades Demarius Thomas, in what range do you think you'll be ranking Cortland Sutton moving forward? Probably the Demarius Thomas range. Maybe slightly above. Did anybody... Put in claims for Cortland Sutton last night? I did put a couple claims in. No. Okay. I can't imagine anybody's taking that contract. Um, well, you never know. I, I <laughs> Snacks Harris had just got traded. But uh, he's plays a position and he's doing it well. That's a need for a team that, you know, is going to try to acquire him. I don't know how many teams are going out to get to Marys Thomas. And Harrison doesn't have a lot of guaranteed money left. Sutton, by the way, 27% owned. All right. Uh, Austin on Lake Superior, Minnesota. I haven't heard a lot of serious talk about the Jaguars DST. Are they droppable? Philadelphia this week, then a bye at the Colts, then Pittsburgh after that. They'll most certainly be picked up if I let them go. I don't want to drop them, but should I drop the Jaguars DST? I'm starting them this week. Yeah, you start them this week, and then next week you let them go. You'd start them or pick up the Patriots or pick up the Redskins or something? I mean, you certainly can if you don't want to, you know, trust them and, and go with a team that has a better matchup. But I, to me, the only one is the is the Patriots. All right, but they have not been a top 12 DST so far. Uh, For the season, no. But they've had their moments, and they're playing a home game. <laughs> it loved it. All right. Uh, I, yeah, no, I mean, it's interesting. It, you, where, where do you have them ranked? Let me ask you that. Jaguars. Fifth. Yeah, somewhere in the top ten. Okay. Fifth uh, fifth for Jamie, fifth for Heath, and ninth for Dave. Uh, from Irving, I currently have Watson and Jared Goff as my quarterbacks. I'm considering dropping either one of them for Mitchell Trubisky. 
I've been getting horrible play out of my two quarterbacks. What would you do? Watson and Goff, should he drop one for Trubisky? Uh, sure. What does that mean, sure? I would if, not. If you want to. What, what would you do? I would probably just play Watson this week. That's what I would do too. No, I'm sorry, I play golf this week, but um, you can play either one. I I, I would. I'm sorry. I would, I would like a little bit firmer of it of an answer. If you if you are uh, not happy with any player on your roster and you think that there's somebody out there that's better, then make the ad drop. I I I think rest of the way they're all be somewhat similar. Watson, you just have to worry about the injury. But if he's fine, he's going to be the best of that group. Um, Watson and Goff. Both have their bye weeks in front of them. Trubisky does not. So if you want to eliminate the, you know, carrying, um, or dealing with having to replace one of those guys, then you pick up Trubisky. Now he's, he's been playing great. The last three weeks have been fantastic. So he yeah. has been playing great. I, he is a top 12 quarterback for me this week. I would rather start Watson or Goff this week. I would rather have Watson or Goff rest of season. I would not drop Watson or Goff for Trubisky. Okay. It's interesting because. I have Watson, Roethlisberger, and Trubisky in one league. I picked up Trubisky last week to start. Is this him a two quarterback league? No, this is our IDP league where nobody wanted any quarterbacks. It's and, a very deep deep bench too. Yeah, deep bench. So, so you know, there's not a ton on waivers, I guess. But I picked up Trubisky last week, and then I was gonna, you know, I picked him up thinking, oh, I'll just drop him next week when Roethlisberger's off his bye. I didn't drop him, and I'm probably gonna start Roethlisberger over him this week. But I don't want someone else picking up Trubisky. Uh, just in case it goes somewhere. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's going to trade for a quarterback, but it, it is a deep enough bench where you can roster three quarterbacks. Well, I, I'll tell you just because I just looked at my email. Somebody picked up Case Keenum and dropped Blake Bortles. Why don't you look at that owner and say, I'll give you Trubisky for anything. In that league? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. I've only carried one quarterback all year in that league. Who is it? Drew Brees. As yeah, a matter of fact, I, not might, only did you, you only carry one quarterback, quarterback. I didn't even start a quarterback against Jamie. That's right. And it was only lost the season, I believe. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, you might you might have some trouble with quarterback. But the thing about that league and why it's not really super relevant for most people playing, how many guys do we start in that league? 20-something. 20-something. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say 15, but. No, with the, with the IDPs, I mean, it's there's a ton of points. Being, it's PPR. There's IDP. We start three receivers and a flex, so that's 10 offensive players? Yeah, and like 10 defensive players or something. Yeah, pretty close to so it. So you can get away with. Not starting a quarterback, you know. So uh, anyway, um, here's a well, trade. Heath can't. can't. No, no he I didn't. <laughs> didn't work. Oh, he almost did. Maybe I don't know. Uh, from Sean, I gave away David Johnson for Nick Chubb in PPR. Am I an idiot, moron? Everyone in my league said I am. I traded Johnson for Nick Chubb in PPR. Traded David Johnson for Nick Chubb. Yeah. I'd rather have David Johnson, but you're not gonna. It's may not be that far off. Yeah, I I think I'd rather have Chubb in non PPR. But in PPR, I would rather have Johnson. Um, but I don't think it's a big enough difference to where you're an idiot moron. No. Wayne Whitlock says, Jamie said Traquan Smith could be a league winner. And Adam, you didn't even ask him to expound on that. Jamie, expound. I think he's going to have two more weeks at least. Maybe three. Like he had that Washington game. Uh, where he has 100 uh, and a touchdown. Yeah, just is he going to tell us the week that he's going to do that so we know to start him? <laughs> uh, at home. At home. Okay. Uh, well, he had three catches for 44 yards on six targets. Cameron Meredith did not have a catch last week. Drew Brees, by the way, threw 30 passes. So I think that's 32 and 30 passes in two games with Mark Ingram. Red flag. Heath, you better get a quarterback in that IDP league. 
and their I've, defense got better. I've got one. You got. See, and that's the Drew that's Brees. the other thing that's a little bit underrated about you carrying three quarterbacks. I feel very confident one of your three quarterbacks will be better than Drew Brees each week. I don't know how confident I feel that you're going to start the one that's better than Drew Brees each week. That'll be Roethlisberger this week. Right? Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather start Roethlisberger, but there's a, there's a 45% chance Bruce Breeze is better than him. Sure. Alright, let's do some buy low, sell high. Who do we got as a buy low this week, guys? Le'Veon Bell. What would you give up for Le'Veon Bell? Uh, I would give up a... Nick Chubb. Would you give up Nick Chubb? No. No. No, no, no. Well, no. I don't know how low you're going to be able to buy on Bell. People think he's coming back next week. No, he's probably coming back week 10. People think he's coming back week 10. Just not next week. Two weeks. He's definitely coming back by week 10. He's definitely going to come back to the active roster by week 10. Yes. I would not say he's definitely going to play football by week 10. Right. He's going to report by week 10. Uh, or he, he's I not. think he reports by next Tuesday at 4 o'clock. All right. So, yeah, what's a buy low for, for Le'Veon Bell? What would you try to give up? I mean, I would try to probably give two mid-level to flex-level type players to a team that's in need. So it, it it's kind of case specific. You got to find you got to be in a league where your Le'Veon Bell owner is not very good. Yeah, me. Or clinging to their playoff lives. Yeah, I got and, a two and five Le'Veon Bell team. So yeah. So yeah, so you give them two starting caliber players, not star players, but starting caliber players, and hope that they accept it because they're desperate. All right, Heath. Bye, though. I'm going to go Mark Ingram. That was a bad performance against the Baltimore Ravens, but they are a great defense. The other defense they've played, Washington, also good. But if you just look at what Ingram's done in two games, it's not really that impressive other than the two touchdowns. He's not been good on a per-carry basis. He doesn't have a lot of yards. I would be trying to buy low on him if somebody thinks that he's not going to be a top 18 running back rest of season. All right, Le'Veon Bell, Mark Ingram. How about some sell-high candidates? Heath, what do you got? You know, I think I'm going to sell high. I didn't have anybody for you. <laughs> this is surprising. You're very, you're very on point with this usually. Yes. All right, while you guys think. Here's the thing. I never prepare buy lows or sell highs in advance for you. Yes, you do. Really? No, I just come up with them when you ask me. All right. Sell high on Marlon Mack. All right. That was the guy. We're getting a lot of questions about Marlon Mack, so. So here, here's, here's what you got. You have good matchup this week against Oakland. So if you want to hold him, hopefully he plays well, you start him. Coming off of their bye week, they have three of their next four games against Jacksonville twice and Tennessee once. So that's two very good run defenses that they face three times. Yeah. And their bye is week nine. Plus you have the injury track record for him. So I don't think it's in a vacuum you want to get rid of him. But if you can get something great in return for him. Like if I could turn Marlon Mack into Le'Veon Bell, I'm doing it. Okay, that's very interesting. Um, yeah, I, I looked. I went back. I looked at what running backs have done with a healthy Andrew Luck. Forget about his rookie year. Uh, Vic Ballard led the team in rushing, 814 yards. 2013, Andrew Luck broke out that year. Donald Brown had only 102 carries. They didn't really run the ball that much that well. 2014 was more interesting. You had a terrible Trent Richardson who averaged 3.3 yards per carry, but you had Ahmad Bradshaw who only played 10 games, yet still finished 26th in non-PPR and top 24 in PPR. He had 90 carries, 425 yards and two touchdowns, a great average. He caught six touchdown passes in 10 games, averaged 4.7 yards per carry. And Boom Heron also uh, averaged 4.5 yards per carry that year. 
So he certainly, Andrew Luck certainly made Bradshaw and Daniel Heron look good. And then in 2016, Luck's last healthy year, Frank Gore was the number 12 running back in fantasy. Um, 263 carries for 1,025 yards, four touchdowns, and he caught four touchdown passes on 38 catches. So I'm hoping that Marlon Mack, who caught a touchdown pass last week, can do that, you know, maybe two or three more times rest of season. That's, let's say two, because that would if, be... If he's healthy, he's going to be great. Well, then but why the would I trade him? The, the track record suggests that he will not stay healthy. I mean, I want to say he'll be great if he's healthy, but you're right about that. That stretch of bye week, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Miami at Jacksonville, where there's maybe one good matchup there. It's scary. It's a great matchup. The Miami one, yeah, fine. Yeah. But but you know. I, I can can Marlon Mack be great with a tough matchup is the question. No. I think he can be good. He's not gonna be what he was against Buffalo. Yeah. But, uh well, but that's that's probably his best game of the season. So that's why you're also selling high. Heath? Come up with uh, I'll go Lamar Miller. And he should have a good game against the Dolphins, the revenge game on Thursday night. But then I want no part of him. All right, some quick news and notes for you. And we'll talk about a lot more players uh, throughout the show. So there'll be more buy low, sell high analysis. Plus, we are previewing the Thursday night game, the Dolphins and the Texans. And a lot of e- e- emails, tweets, grade the trade, fantasy regulators, that kind of stuff. Um, the Saints acquired cornerback Eli Apple for a fourth-round pick and a seventh-round pick from the Giants. And the Lions acquired Damon Harrison for a fifth-round pick. So I think the Giants could all of a sudden become one of the worst run defense. It's not like they've been good against running backs. But without Harrison, he's a very good player. So the Lions were arguably the best matchup for running backs. It might be the Giants now. Hello, Adrian Peterson. Is he your start of the week? He's our start of the week. And it's funny, I was telling Heath, like, um, it feels like I'm chasing the news. But you know, I told you this yesterday, Adam. That I was going to with yeah. Peterson as the start of the week. I thought he was going to have a, a a good game. Now he should have a monster game. Uh, all right. So Giants are in sell mode for sure, and uh, could be really really good for any team facing them. Do you? I don't. I don't have that many news items this week uh, today. So let's just do the. Do you? Expect? There's a there's a report that Dalvin Cook may be out through their bye week. And that would be week in three weeks. Jeez. Ugh. Ooh. All right. Do you expect Dalvin Cook? The, pers- no. the person who told me the news uh, wanted to remind you that you wanted to take Dalvin Cook ahead of Antonio Brown. <laughs> Brinson. Not Brinson. Who? Prisco. Not Prisco. Who? Matthew Coca. Oh, Coca! Come on, man. What's up with that? Uh, do you expect Bilal Powell at Chicago? Nope. Matt Breida nope. at Arizona. Nope. LeSean McCoy against New England. Nope. Chris Thompson at the Giants. Eh. Peyton Barber at Cincinnati. Yeah. Geronimo Allison against the Rams. Yeah. Randall Cobb against the Rams. Yeah. I think I have this game backwards. Is it in L.A. or in Green Bay? It's in L.A. Yeah, yeah. all right. So Geronimo Allison at the Rams, Randall Cobb at the Rams, and Cooper Cup against Green Bay. No. Uh Rob Gronkowski Monday night. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski is our honorary buy-low candidate, by the way. You can always buy-low on Rob Gronkowski. Which I attempted to do last night. I was rebuffed. You know, uh, I thought, look, I billed yesterday's waiver wire show as like the worst waiver wire week ever. Jamie said it was one of the worst ones he can remember writing. I spent a lot of time putting in claims last night. Cause these crummy running backs, some or all of them are going to be in great situations. 
Did you guys find the same thing? Like a ton of claims? In some leagues, yes. Um, you know, I, I think that the interesting ones for me were, I, I think you, you should definitely buy into, uh, Mostert just in case, you know, Brita's out for not just this week, but an extended period of time. Or if even if he plays this week, there's always the re- recurrence of injury for him. Uh, but Kenyon Barner was one that was very intriguing because if he gets Michelle's role for a few weeks, it could be great. Yeah. And I but really, he also, he also could get replaced in a minute. I'm a McCoy owner in two leagues and I think it's pretty important to have, you know, with the bye weeks now, to have Chris Ivory, who's 22% owned. He's just been good. He's, he's been good when he's gotten the work and, uh, New England's run defense doesn't really uh doesn't really scare me. I don't think he's gonna be great or anything, but you know, you need somebody. So uh all right, we're gonna do some rest of season rankings. And I got some random thoughts that I'm gonna throw at everybody. It's gonna be fun. Fun show. We love it. But also, important show because stamps.com is one of our sponsors today. Go to stamps.com and use the code FFT. Before you do anything else, go to stamps.com, click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in FFT. Stamps.com, enter FFT. What do you get? You get a special offer, a four-week trial. That includes postage and a digital scale. Stamps.com, promo code is FFT. I am a stamps.com subscriber. This is really good for small businesses, this is great for you if you work from home. If you're in your home office and you gotta ship a lot of stuff and send a lot of packages, you can buy and print real US postage for any letter or any package. And look, we love the post office. Very useful, very good, very helpful, but it's not open 24-7. Stamps.com is always open, available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just click, print, mail, and you're done. And again, they're gonna send you a digital scale so you can weigh your letters and packages and print the exact amount of postage Every time I can tell you that stamps.com can really save you a lot of money and a lot of time, mostly it's just a lot of time. Uh, it's going to save you the headaches and uh, just make it really easy if you need to send some stuff out. So uh, as a personal stamps.com subscriber, I recommend it, strongly recommend it and telling you to use the promo code FFT uh, at stamps.com for four weeks, a four week trial that includes postage and a digital scale. Promo code is FFT. Let's rank them rest of season. Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Mark Ingram. Ingram, Fournette, Cook. Yeah. Do you I mean, you mean you're not going to have Dalvin Cook to week 11 if this is accurate. Yeah. Do you think that uh, Fournette can be great when he comes back? I can't imagine a scenario where both Fournette and Dalvin Cook return to the workloads we expected for them. Fournette is obvious because of the Carlos Hyde addition. How can you take La, uh, Latavius Murray off the field now? Yeah. You, For, still, not, you I mean, still think Cook would be better than Murray, right? Of course. But, but right. you can't you, you can't look at what Murray has done the last two weeks and say, we can't give this guy work. Plus, you want to make sure Dalvin gets to January if that's what you're expecting to be as a team, which they are. Rank of rest of season. Tevin Coleman, Nick Chubb, Adrian Peterson. Chubb, Peterson, Coleman. Yeah. Let's talk about I, Coleman. I, I, I'm very curious to see if Atlanta's gonna trade Coleman. Well, it's interesting. My, my, my guess is no, because they won the last two weeks, so they're three and four, so they're still in the hunt. But, he's a free agent at the end of the season. And my guess is they're gonna let him walk because that's why they drafted Edo Smith, 
And financially, I think it's, it hurts them to let Devontae Freeman go. So I can't imagine they let Freeman go and resign Coleman. So if you can get something for him in return, and if you're the Eagles or, uh. Oh, you're talking about fantasy owners or the Falcons getting the something Falcons. in return? Yeah, but for fantasy owners, I think he's very interesting because he needs more touches, you know. He can't have 13 touches a game, 12 touches. But he scores a lot, and I sort of buy it because their offense is very good. He's always been, you know, pretty good in the red zone. Not as good as Freeman, but – and they're on a buy. So you might be able to get Tevin Coleman really cheap from someone who needs a running back this week. But I don't know. Like, how do you feel about him? You obviously rank him behind Chubb and Peterson. I view him as a very low-end number two running back. Okay. And Chubb is a very high-end number two running back, and Peterson is just a plain old regular (laughs) number two running back. (laughs) Okay. Rank them rest of season. Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, Jarvis Landry. Uh, In that order. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay in that order as well. In PPR, I'll put Landry ahead of Galladay. Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, Landry, and non-PPR, Keenan Allen, Landry, Galladay, and PPR. All right, hey, we did a fun little article. I'm not sure if you saw it on cbssports.com slash fantasy. We all gave our mid-season superlatives. MVP, biggest bust so far. One player you're glad you drafted as much as you did. One player you wish you had drafted more of. Second half sleeper, second half bust, and a second half breakout. Uh, let's go through it, guys. Get, get that article all pulled up there. Get your answers out. And let's talk, uh, let's give some midseason superlatives here on Fantasy Football Today. Who was your fantasy MVP through the first seven weeks of the season? I went with Patrick Mahomes because he was available in the double digit rounds and he hasn't just been the best quarterback. He's been the best quarterback by like 20 or 30 fantasy points. And I know how we act about quarterbacks most of the time. But when a quarterback that you drafted late does this, he can cover so many things that have gone wrong with your team. I don't know how many times in a couple of leagues I've been down by 25 fantasy points, and all of a sudden here comes Mahomes on Sunday night. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, and and he is a quarterback I'd pay up for. Would you guys? I don't think he's a sell high, put it that way. I did just because of the nature of his position. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think he's going to average 32 fantasy points per game over the rest of the season. If he does. In six points per passing touchdown leagues? In six points per passing leagues. If if he does that, then it was a mistake to sell him high. All right, Jamie, who was your MVP? James Conner. I mean, you know, you either picked him up off waivers or took him with a late-round pick. And he's covered every Le'Veon Bell owner who handcuffed him, and he's been a top ten running back for everybody who does not, regardless. So, um, yeah, I just it, yeah, it's it, hard to argue it, with that one. It, it's hard. It's just you know what he's uh, delivered given what the uh, you know the role that he's had to fill. And I went with Adam Thielen, number one wide receiver in both formats, leads receivers in targets, catches by fourteen, and yards by ten over Julio Jones in PPR. Adam Thielen has 31 more fantasy points than the number two wide receiver Tyree Kill, and only Todd Gurley and Saquon Barkley have outscored Thielen in PPR at running back. Five running backs have outscored him in non-PPR, and I would take Adam Thielen third at wide receiver if we were drafting today behind Brown and Hopkins. 
biggest bust so far, guys. Who was your biggest bust midseason? I took the free square and said Le'Veon Bell. Everybody else said, well, besides Bell, because you can't count him, I'm counting him. I'm not going to count somebody that got hurt, but I will count someone that just chose not to play football. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Jamie, who's your bust? I forgot. I think it was it Gronk. Yours was Gronk. Yeah, Gronk. That's right, Gronk. Okay. You can go ahead and get that article up. Uh, you went with Gronk. Still buy low on Gronk, right? Honorary buy low? That's right. Uh, no, I mean, look, he, he, prior to last week, it was an injury. Yeah, I know. It was just poor performance for a guy that dropped in the first round. You know, I was actually going to make buy low offer in, in, in one league for Gronk last night. But then I said, like, you obviously have to give something good. Okay, I wasn't going to try to rip anybody off, believe it or not. Oh, you yes, you were. No, I That's wasn't. What you always first do. of all, first of all, talking about a different league, just because I, I was looking to buy low in, on Gronk in two leagues last night, legit, and we got offered a pretty lopsided trade involving Gronk, which I said no. Um, but I was no, I was going to offer like T.Y. Hilton for Rob Gronkowski. Is that is that really a, a ripoff? No, not at all. So what are you talking about? I wasn't going to. Oh, you were just joking. I was talking about literally every other trade offer you That's ever made true. in your life. It's just not true. Uh, but then I looked and I said, look, this guy's got a history of back issues. He's currently out with a back injury. Is he really a buy low or should we have a little bit of fear about this one? As long as you're not giving up too much, then yes. I don't think I'd give up T.Y. Hilton for him. Would you give up See, the one, the one thing about giving up receivers for him is that's the position you can recover from. Right. That's where the situation is we have four receivers that are very good for three spots and we're starting Greg Olson at tight end, so. Uh, my biggest bust was Keenan Allen. He's number 28 in non-PPR. He's number 21 in PPR. Uh, he has 41 catches, 506 yards, and one touchdown. We've talked a lot about him. I, I don't think he's a number one guy. Uh, maybe, like, low end. But he ain't top five anymore, that's for sure. Um, one player you're glad you drafted as much as you did. Uh, Zach Ertz. Just makes it so convenient to plug and play that tight end spot. Heath? I think we all said a tight end. Jamie said Ertz, Dave said Ertz, I said Travis Kelsey and Ertz. But I have like half of my teams have either Kelsey or Ertz, and it's so nice to not have to worry about tight end. I did not say a tight end, I said Melvin Gordon. Uh, I glad I have a lot of him. Yeah, you were. One <laughs> one player you wish you had drafted more of. Uh, Dave and I again said the same person. It's Adam Thielen. And, uh, I, I still had Thielen ahead of Diggs at the start of the year, but they were much, much closer. And I had gotten a little bit scared about the looks in the preseason that Thielen was not getting. Obviously, Minnesota was just playing games with us. Um, I wish I had just taken all of the Adam Thielen in the early third round. Oh yeah. I don't have one league with Adam Thielen. I, that's, the worst I think I have three, made. but I wish I had a lot more. I wish I had more Thielen, too, but I did put um, it's Brandon Cooks, who, you know, he's number 20 wide receiver in fantasy. He's pretty much missed a game because of injury. He didn't record a stat in week five when he left with an injury at Seattle. Last two games have been a little rough for him. Two catches, 53 yards on six targets. little excusable at Denver. Remember, Goff just didn't do much in that game. And then last week, they just blew out San Francisco, but he had 64 yards and a touchdown. But only five targets. But oh, I know. Um, 64 yards and a touchdown. Well, I'm just at five targets. Uh, he's been really good. That offense can sustain three receivers. I just don't, I knew that the offense would be good. I, I didn't think it'd be this good. 
Uh, so I wish I had drafted more cooks. You, you, Heath, uh, Jamie. No, Jamie. You, Jamie. Uh, carry on. I mean, I have him in a few leagues, obviously, but I, I wish I had him more. He's just, you know, I think he's headed for a big second half. Uh, let's take a look at the second half then. Second half sleeper. Heath, who's your second half sleeper? My second half sleeper is Corey Davis. Oh, come on now. He's sleeping. He sure is. This is the post-hype sleeper. And just starting in week 10, the Titans get the Patriots, the Colts, the Texans, the Jets. I like it. Okay. Does Marcus Mariota like it, though? (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Who's your second half sleeper, Jamie? Uh, Jalen Richard. Um, You know, now that Marshawn Lynch is out, I think he's going to be starting running back in PPR and borderline starter in non-PPR if he starts to get the carries up. Uh, love his matchup this week against the Colts. They are second in the NFL in receptions allowed to running backs. I went with Kenyon Drake. I didn't really like it very much. Um, but I think there's a chance that uh, he gets more work. And he's still good. I still believe in Kenyon Drake. Mild sleeper. That's it. like really probably one of the worst answers I've ever heard to that question in my life. How come? You expect Kenyon Drake could be like a low-end number two running back? High end number second two. Half of the season? High end number two if he gets the work. Okay, and he was drafted as a number two running back? Yeah, but what, who cares what he's and drafted? And so far he has been a number two running back? Who cares what he back? was drafted as? I'm talking about what he's I'm valued he as right as now. He has been something, and you expect him to be something. No, he, he has yeah. – nobody values him that way. Right? Nobody thinks of him as a as a dependable player. He's droppable. He's not droppable at all. He was going into last week. We said Kenyon Drake is droppable. Maybe we said in a 10-team league. But nobody wanted anything to do with Kenyon Drake. If he has a big second half, he's absolutely a sleeper. I just don't really believe it. Was kind of, I was kind of rushed to get the answers in, and I didn't like that. That was my least favorite one. Don't pay attention to it. Second half bust. I'm going with Eric Ebron. Uh, kind of showed itself last week. I still think he's going to catch some touchdowns, but he's, he's not going to be a good yards guy. Uh, so Ebron's my bust. Heath? I can't believe you didn't go with the guy that I went with. I went with the Adam Azer answer, Austin Eckler. That's an Adam Azer answer? Yes. You've been saying for the entire wow. season, isn't Austin Eckler a sell high? He can't keep doing this on seven or eight touches, can he? Yeah. Yeah. I just Because he had such a disappointing game, I think maybe the shine was off that bus call. But, yeah. Here's a, here's a question for you. If you did not own Melvin Gordon and somebody dropped Austin Eckler during his bye week right now, would you pick him up? Yeah. Of course. Okay. Uh, Jamie, who's your bust? Uh, James Conner, just because if Bell comes back, it's going to be messy. An MVP and a bust. That's right. Uh, second half breakout. Jamie. Uh, I mean, it's kind of obvious. Nick Chubb. That's a good one. Yep. Same. And I went with Marlon Mack. But you guys have uh, scared me a little bit. Well, mostly Jamie. No, I mean, if he stays healthy, look, if he comes out of those those the three games in the in the four following the bye. So, uh, assuming you start him, he plays great this week against Oakland. They go into their bye week uh, against Jacksonville. Look, who knows what Jacksonville looks like? And their run defense going into this week, um, hundred and touchdown to each opposing running back, including the great Lamar Miller. So their run defense could be awful. How many times have they given up 100 in a... Three straight games. I don't know if Kareem Hunt got to 100, but 80-plus yards in a touchdown for each opposing run. I think Hunt scored three in that game. The thing is, like, I didn't really think Luck would have a good game against the Bills, but Luck is playing matchup-proof football right now. 
they have a really bad defense, which scares me a little bit for Mac. It helps me, helps luck. But they've scored 30 or, 32 or more points in three of their last four games, 24 or more points in four, each of their last four games. So it's a good offense. He could get a lot of work, Marlon Mack. So that's why I put him as a breakout. I, 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 I'm totally with you. The only reason I say he's a sell high candidate is because of what his injury track record is. Yeah. Alright, I want to tell you more about PUBG Mobile. Drop in, gear up, and compete for glory in PUBG Mobile. PUBG Mobile is the official mobile version of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, offering intuitive and heavily customizable controls. One of the very best mobile games available. It's also free to play. I, I just downloaded it last night, actually. It's really impressive looking. Test your grit as you fight in explosive 100-man battles to be the last player standing. Scavenge weapons, vehicles, and supplies inside a relentless shrinking battle zone. And experience incredible realistic graphics as you try to stay alive through a variety of urban and rural environments. You can mix it up with different play modes that include teaming with up to three other players in squad-style play. You can take on different challenges to earn coins you can use to buy stuff like badass threads defeat every player stay in the zone and before you know it you'll be shouting your victory cry winner winner chicken dinner it's pulse pounding it's fast paced it's winner take all so download the official mobile version of player unknown's battlegrounds for free go to your android or ios excuse me ios app store and type pubg mobile very easy i did it last night pubg mobile Collect a special reward using the link in the promo code provided in the description of this episode. Remember, check out the description. I've got the link, or the URL rather, and I've got the promo code for you to get your special reward. And we thank PUBG for sponsoring the show, and we've got a PUBG segment. It's a battle royale. All right, so in the spirit of uh, this awesome video game, let's battle it out. I'm going to give you four running backs. I think you might all might agree on the winner, but they're very close in the rankings. They're going to be battling it out to, to be an RB1 this week. Philip Lindsay at Kansas City. Adrian Peterson at the Giants, start of the week. Nick Chubb at Pittsburgh. Marlon Mack at Oakland. Jamie, if he's the start of the week, does that mean Adrian Peterson is winning this battle royale? Uh, no, I like Lindsay the best of that group. I just look at what the matchup is against Kansas City. Now, it is contingent on one thing. If Royce Freeman does not play, otherwise I would take Peterson. But we're going on the assumption that Freeman is not going to play based on the report from Vance Joseph last week that he suffered a high ankle sprain. Uh, although he changed his opinion or his, uh, his tune, his report this week is now he's day to day. So if Freeman plays, downgrade Lindsay. If Freeman's out, Lindsay's the best guy there. Looking at this group, Lindsay, Peterson, Chubb at Pittsburgh, Marlon Mack at Oakland. I mean, we're pretty fired up about this group, right, Heath? Or are you busy playing PUBG? I am busy playing PUBG. I'm trying to find a way to get some clothes because right now I'm just standing there in my underwear holding a gun. (laughs) But uh, that's kind of awesome, too. I may just uh, run around in my underwear and win this game. Uh, Lindsey could just be phenomenal this week. He's number seven overall for me. I think it's the same thing he is for Jamie. So if I'd been listening to Jamie, I'd probably know that Jamie just said that. But I wasn't. I was playing PUBG because it's a lot of fun. It is really fun. It's a very cool game. Uh, graphics are actually amazing. Now, th- this is going to be yeah, it's going to be a big week for Lindsey. I mean, we felt it last week, and he had he delivered against Arizona. The Chiefs' run defense is so bad, and uh, yeah, should be good stuff for Lindsey, who had double digit fantasy points last time he faced the Chiefs, as did Royce Freeman. Philip Lindsay is our Battle Royale winner, but you can start all those guys uh, with a good level of confidence. And let's talk about who we're starting with confidence. 
at Miami uh, in the Miami Houston game. But first, a uh, little guest here, special guest. Uh, welcome, guys. Nate Dogg and Warren G are here. Let's do a little bit of regulating. We got more regulating coming up later in the show. This is from Tyler in Rosetown. All right, follow along. Heath, you have to put the game down now. I'm sorry. My twin brother and I are having an argument, and we need the fantasy regulators to help. I added Duke Johnson immediately immediately after the high trade news in hopes that he'd get more carries as the number two running back. Okay, I added Duke Johnson. My brother proceeded to ridicule me. I jokingly asked if that meant he wasn't interested in trading for Duke Johnson. He offered DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas for Duke Johnson as a joke and tried to cancel it immediately. Unfortunately for him, I happened to be on the site when the trade posted, and I instantly accepted the trade. So he, he ended up trading him Hopkins and Michael Thomas for Duke Johnson. My brother's upset because the offer was, quote, obviously not serious, end quote. I say, too bad. He offered, I accepted, done deal. He used the commish tools, he's the commish, to reverse the trade and locked my team as punishment. What say you, regulators? Which twin is Julius and which is Vincent? That's a nice twist, by the way, that. That's I don't know who Julius and Vincent are. The movie Twins. But, um, man, this game is really fun. Um, I think it's awesome all the way around. Everything that's happened so far. In the game good or up. the trade? G- good work. <laughs> no, it's, it's all like, they're brothers. They're giving each other a hard time. I know. Making fun of him over adding Duke Johnson. That's great. Accepting a trade that obviously wasn't real. That's great. Swapping <laughs> it back because you're the commissioner. That's great. Everything here is great. I know. It's just like really the movie is. Twins. I don't know what, you ever see that movie? What do you mean I ever see that movie? I saw it live. You don't know who Vincent and Julie, and Jules are. Julius. I'm supposed to remember the name of two characters from a C-level comedy 30 years ago. And their significant others. Uh, Jamie, what would you do? Would you let the trade stand? Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins for Duke Johnson or would you overturn it? I'll return it. Well, of course, especially if he's the guy that got Duke Johnson. <laughs> Well, but what what should be done? I think you got to overturn it. It's just not fair to the rest of the league. I think they should never speak to each other again. <laughs> but don't don't lock his team as punishment. But uh, that was actually I thought a very funny uh, addition of fantasy regulators. So uh, we thank you for contributing. Miami is at Houston. Your stat of the game: Houston gets more annual rainfall than Seattle, according to TripSavvy.com. Brock hey. Osweiler. <laughs> Outside the top 20, uh, I know he's had two good games in a row, but we don't trust him. So let's talk about the Miami running backs. Kenyon Drake or Frank Gore, if you had to start one? Drake. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh Drake is carving up a nice role in the passing game. Two straight games with four catches. And Houston, they've allowed 30 or more receiving yards to a running back in five of seven games. They've allowed four receiving touchdowns. They don't give up a ton of yards. Only once have they allowed more than 40 receiving yards to a running back. That was Naeem Hines. But do you think Drake does well in the passing game, or is that not even a consider? Is that is that a consideration? Oh, I think he does a lot of work in the passing game. I mean, they're down Kenny Stills and Albert Wilson. So you're looking at a receiving core right now that's Devontae Parker, Danny Amendola, and Jakeem Grant. So I think all options are on the table for Adam Gase and Brock Osweiler and, and Drake has certainly proven that he could not necessarily be a traditional slot receiver, but can be split out and used in the passing game to a, a high capacity. So I like him better in PPR than non PPR, but I think he's a 
number two flex type of running back this week. Kenyon Drake or Raheem Mostert? Drake. Uh, I'll take Drake in PPR, Mostert in non-PPR. Kenyon Drake or Danny Amendola? Uh, I'll take Drake in non-PPR, Amendola in PPR. Sure. Heath, you've been talking a lot about Amendola, at least on the waiver wire show yesterday, and probably at home with your family and your friends. Uh, he's 14% on. What are your expectations for Danny Amendola this week? Somebody's shooting at me right now. <laughs> you really are, like, wrapped up in that game. Uh, I think Danny Amendola has a chance to be a top 20 wide receiver in PPR. I don't think it should be the expectation. He's more of a flex play. But there is plenty of upside. This I don't. I still don't really believe in this Texan secondary, and I don't think the Dolphins have the ability to run against them. So there should be quite a few Brock Osweiler pass attempts. He likes to throw the ball short. Amendola is really the only. I mean, you got the Jakeem Grant situation, but they're not really showing they want to use him very much. I, I think Amendola could be a ten target, six or seven catch, fifty to sixty yard. Hope he scores a touchdown, guy. But you wouldn't start him over Alshon Jeffrey, would you? I wouldn't PPR. You would? Mm-hmm. I don't think Jeffrey's going to have a great game against Jackson. I don't either. It, it's a it's a risky play, but it makes sense. Um, and you know you got to make these decisions on Thursday. So, you know, if you own Matt Breida, you got to start Amendola over him, right? Oh yeah. Now let's hope Amendola's healthy. He's battling a shoulder injury, so we'll find out today. All right, Amendola or Will Fuller? Fuller. No Kiki QT, so Fuller's back and forth. Fuller's going to be a stud. Yeah. Yeah, we love Fuller this week. Yeah. Fuller or Tyler Boyd? Uh, Fuller, but it's close. Fuller or Jalen Richard? Fuller. Fuller or Tariq Cohen? Cohen. All right. But we like Fuller. You can start him. All right. Deshaun Watson's pretty interesting here. Dolphins, it's not that they're so good against the pass. It's that they see the second most rush attempts in the NFL. So teams are only throwing about 34 times per game against Miami. Watson is coming off two bad fantasy games in a row. He threw 25 times against Buffalo. He threw 24 times at Jacksonville. And, um, you know, does that factor in? Where do you guys have Deshaun Watson this week? Just outside top 12. I've actually got him, I think, number seven. I think he's going to have some success against the Dolphins. I don't think you can get a lot of volume from him. I don't know how much they want him to have to carry this offense given his health status on a short week after playing Sunday with the whole bus situation. Um, I don't think he's going to run very much. But he could have a Russell Wilson type of game. Where a few pass attempts, but he finds the end zone a few times. So, you, Jamie, you would start Trubisky, Winston mm-hmm. over, over him. Yeah, I just think there's a lot more volume headed for those guys in similar, if not better, matchups. Heath, you want to make the case for Watson? Why do you think he's going to have a big game? I think he... This is not a very good Dolphins defense. He has been pretty hyper-efficient. And I just think your opportunity to get somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 fantasy points is better. Okay. Uh, Lamar Miller, guys. What do you think? Must start. Must start. <laughs> yeah, he's a, a good number two running back. Well, I'm not quite ready to go great. Let's talk about the the running backs that have emerged over the last few weeks. Philip Lindsay, I mean, Adrian Peterson's not exactly last few weeks, but Marlon Mack, all the all the battle royale guys, right? Marlon he's Mack, right behind those guys. He's behind them. Okay. Yeah, slightly, but right right behind those guys. The the thing you got to worry about it's Lamar Miller as the Texans offensive line. It's 
Bill O'Brien doing something stupid and giving Alfred Blue 50 to 60% of the touches. Um, it, 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 they, they just aren't a very trustworthy team. But it's the first time he's facing the Dolphins, who he spent the first four years of his career with. So I'm sure that's going to be a motivating factor for him. He's coming off his best game of the season, 22 carries for 100 yards and touchdown against a better defense in Jacksonville. And the Dolphins have just been so abysmal. I mean, look, as much as I like on Johnson, a big part of what he did was because of the Dolphins' defense, not because of him. Uh, you know, they gave up 200 yards rushing and a touchdown to to Johnson and LeGarrette Blunt almost every week, uh, I think, consistently. A running back, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Every week a running back has scored against them in one game. So it could easily be blue. In deeper leagues, I wouldn't rule him out as a flex option this week, but this should be a Lamar Miller game. Yeah, sometimes it's a receiving touchdown. They've given up three receiving touchdowns. Dolphins are allowing the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. Start Hopkins, start Fuller, and the Texans DST is top four. I don't want to go to this game, but I do want to go to other games, and when I do, I'm using SeatGeek. Uh, yeah, great time of year with a ton of sports going on. Okay, not much baseball right now. Um, these games are too long, by the way. Got to shorten it up, MLB. Uh, not much baseball right now. The Yankees fans. Well, there's one. The there's Red, one series. The Red Sox two are about teams to win play. The World Series. The World Series there's, I'm just saying there's not a lot of games to go to. That's all I meant. Relax, everyone. I watched the game. It was a. It was a good game. Uh, but you got hockey. You got basketball. You got football. You got concerts. You got a bunch of stuff going on right now. Comedy, theater. You need to go to a live event. You need to use SeatGeek. Use the promo code FFT. 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. 20 bucks off with the code FFT. And yeah, after you use the code, you're still going to save a bunch of money on SeatGeek. It's so easy to get tickets. Just a few taps and you've got your seats. You can easily see the best bang for your buck. Best uh, seats that fit your budget. I use it all the time. Love the SeatGeek app. I recommend it when I'm off the air. So I'm um, obviously going to re- recommend it on the air, and our listeners have taken advantage of it. Download that SeatGeek app and use the code FFT to get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Is this going to be a bad sports week for you? Every week is a bad sports week. Well, you got three three games in a row of teams that you have rooting interest in. So tonight is Heat-Knicks. Oh, I mean – like, I don't care if they win or lose, so, you know. <laughs> Tomorrow, we know you're a closet Dolphins fan, so you have Dolphins, Texans. Uh, that's not, alright, it's a little true. I'm not a closet Dolphins fan, but I'll root for them, sure. And then, do the Hurricanes win Friday? Probably not. Uh, yeah, probably. It, look, it's been a bad sports year. There's just, there's no question. Giants stink. Knicks are better than the Giants somehow. That's crazy. But, anyway, let's read some tweets about players. Will David Johnson be an RB1 with a new coordinator? Yes. Um, He's been an RB1 so far this year. I think he'll be similar to what he's been. Is Sean McCoy droppable? No. Not yet. What is the rest of season outlook and expectation for Jordan Howard? Number two running back. That is somebody that I have, like, no excitement about. No enthusiasm. Understandably why, but they're still have a very good defense. Like this could be a big week for him. Uh, can Nick Chubb and Marlon Mack be enough for a zero RB team that's loaded everywhere else? Absolutely. I just wonder, love, if we're, we're getting too excited about Nick Chubb. Oh, go on. Well, I still think he's going to be touchdown dependent like Carlos Hyde was and Hyde scored in four of the six games he played. So there's a very good track record of him performing well and he's more talented than Carlos Hyde. Uh, or at least seems to be. 
So this week is a little telling. Like, I think you're starting him. I, I can't imagine you're benching him. But if he doesn't score against Pittsburgh, what's the stat line going to be? Hey, this is a tough matchup for him. Pittsburgh has a very good run defense. They're great run defense. Anytime a guy is is completely uninvolved in the passing game, a running back that is, you run the risk. Okay, you're always running the risk of bad games. But if a guy is completely uninvolved in the passing game and he does not have a catch this year, he has three targets. He got two targets last week. Yeah, that's not good. Um, so yeah, keep it in mind. All right, uh, is Le'Veon Bell worth giving up Keenan Allen and Alex Collins? Oh, actually, no, he has Bell. Would you trade Bell for Keenan Allen and Alex Collins? Standard scoring. If you needed help at receiver, yes, but I would try to avoid that. Will Cousins ever throw to Rudolph like he threw to Reed? He is throwing to Rudolph like he threw to Reed. When Reed was on IR, this is about the same level of production. <laughs> yeah, I would say no because he did not have Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs when he had Jordan Reed. Is Ronald Jones ever going to take over for Peyton Barber? Could happen this week. Yeah. Are you guys excited about that? I'm excited if Peyton Barber does not play. Are you excited, excited rest of season for Ronald Jones? Who is I still think he's worth stashing. Look, he scored his first touchdown last week. We'll see if they can start to run the ball better. They did in Jameis' first start against Atlanta two weeks ago. So, uh, Was Stefan Diggs a flash in the pan? I hope not. I don't think so. I mean, he's still getting a ton of targets. Is Josh Gordon going to become a top 12 wide receiver? Yes. Just outside. Wow, okay. Is the Duke Johnson wait-and-see game finally over? Can Duke Johnson be dropped in a 12-team league? Yes. Yes. Has Kenyon Drake had his breakout game for this season, and now is he startable going forward? No, and yes. Wait, he is startable going forward? Yeah, I don't think yeah. that was his breakout game. I think there's more to come. Better better things to come. Well, I did call him a second-half breakout, so, you know, or sleeper. sleeper. I mean, look, based on your track record this year, you're never wrong. <laughs> this I'm going to be wrong about. Uh, why does Andy Dalton always come through and then break my heart? You know, not only are you not wrong about a lot of things this year, even the proclamations that you make but don't follow through on have come true. Like what? Well, I shouldn't say that. Even the proclamations that you make and then you avoid, you smartly avoided those proclamations. Except for Dalvin Cook. No, that's what I'm saying. He avoided it. I he did. He talked all about how Dalvin Cook should be ahead of, I forget who it was. Um, Antonio Brown. No, but the running backs you said. I said I would back. take him as the number four running back. Right, and then you never drafted him as the number four running back every time you no. were presented with the opportunity. He became Melvin Gordon became the new Dalvin Cook. It's a good trade, trade off there. What was the last one? I'm sorry. Why does Andy Dalton always come through and then break my heart? Because he's Andy Dalton. Yep, that's that's the answer. Is Matt Ryan a top five quarterback? Rest of way. No, but top ten. Is Tariq Cohen a must start in PPR rest of year? Yes. Yes. Is Devontae Parker a good stash now? No. Will Heath ever let go of Corey Davis? Oh, I thought you were going to ask if I'd ever let go of PUBG. <laughs> the answer is no to that. Will you ever let uh, go of Corey Davis? I may let go. If Corey Davis is bad, still bad, I'll say still bad because he's been bad. If he's still bad after week 10, I'll let him go. I think you should because he's going to get dropped. I wonder what his ownership is now. But I, I think if he's available on waivers, you should pick him up coming off his bye week. I just don't think he's somebody you should hold during his bye week. Is Jamal way, Williams? I already have six kills on PUBG. Oh wait, well, first, will Rashad Penny get his shot in Seattle this season? No, not not if everybody's healthy. Is Jamal Williams worth owning in a sixteen-team league? Yes. Carry on Johnson or Le'Veon Bell PPR rest of season. Carry on, Le'Veon. Oh, 
I have not done Team Name Tuesday in two weeks. So Team Name Tuesday on a Wednesday. It's amazing that our ratings have been up. I don't think I've done these. I may have done these last week. That's the problem. I can't remember, but I don't think I did. I had them in the notes. Uh, I think this one's very funny. Safety valve. Safety valve. Like Seth the Valve. What? You think that's very funny? Yeah, I think Safety it's good. valve? Safety valve. Sure. Brady, so, Brady Gaga. I need a safety valve on these headphones. When you start reading, I can pull out of the conversation. Brady Gaga? Let's go back to playing your video game, dude. Ladies and Edelman? Oh, no. The, the zone is shrinking. Lights, Ladies, Camara, Ladies and Edelman is good. Lights, Camara, action. I made that one up last year, by the way. yippee Kaye, Mahomes, and Butker. That's not bad. Say Quantum Leap. But you can only say that one on December 25th. Provide. Say Quantum Leap, say Quantum Physics, say Quantum Mechanics. Mm. All Barkley, no bite. Let's grade some trades. From Brandon, PPR League, I'm weak at running back. Give up Keenan Allen and Carlos Hyde. Keenan Allen and Carlos Hyde. Get Carrion Johnson and Deion Lewis. Uh, uh, B. Really? Well, Carlos Hyde's droppable in a week. You're kind of trading Keenan Allen for Carrion Johnson. And Deion Lewis, who looked great last week. He's looked great I'll give before. it a C plus. Okay, C plus, B. From Matt, give up Aguilar and McCaffrey. Get Keenan Allen and carry on Johnson. I mean, you're basically just trading McCaffrey for those two guys, so A. Yeah, it's a good one. From Ryan. Hey, Bob, Stan, and Jerry. Those are NFL owners. Grade the trade. Give up Antonio Brown. Get carry on, uh, uh, screwed up. Damn it, I knew it. I, I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. No, 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 I didn't screw up. It's just a coincidence. It's the same players. All right, give up Antonio Brown, get on Johnson, and Keenan Allen. C. Um, C plus. From Haim. Hey, Connor, Kirk, Brian, and Drew. I don't, we get this a lot. Michigan State quarterbacks. It's very strange. 12 team league. Give up Melvin Gordon and Stefan Diggs. I'm three and four. I need a win this week. So give up Melvin Gordon on a bye and Stefan Diggs. Get Christian McCaffrey and Antonio Brown. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, from Davin, I acquired Traquan Smith for Carlos Hyde, half PPR. Hey. No. D. Why? I think I, I think Traquan Smith is not anything, and Hyde what, at least. What's Carlos Hyde going to be? Has the chance back? if it's an if. Well, I mean, they're both ifs. They're both droppable at, at some point. Hide, yes. Trade one, though. Alright. That's it for Grade the Trade. Thank you, everybody. That's it for the show. We gotta go. Oh, just kidding! It's time to regulate. That didn't really work that well. It was supposed to be like a psych out, but I had the volume muted on the iPad, so it was just bad all around. Not your best show. Not my best show, right? I feel off today. Yeah, and this is your favorite show. I think it's cause Heat's playing video games. I'm swimming in water right now. Well, we could still regulate. Kyle in a town west of Chicago. I'm not really sure how to feel about this, but my first feeling is that I have a dirty league mate on my hands. You ready to kick some people out of leagues, Heath? Oh, I'm ready to kick some people out of leagues. I'm kicking some people out of PUBG right now. There's only 11 of us left. All right, this is from the commission of the league here, so keep that in mind. I had been trade-talking Friday and Saturday with a guy that has lots of running backs and needs wide receiver depth. One of the trades I had offered and proposed was Julian Edelman in PPR, for his Sony Michelle. Of course, Sony Michelle gets hurt and we're not sure of the severity. 
I had not pulled down the trade yet, and this other guy accepted it to my surprise last night. There was uh, I don't know when he sent this, by the way. There was no, hey, you sure you still want to do this? So I immediately texted him and said, that was pretty dirty. No response. This morning I said, you really think that was okay, fair play? He says, absolutely. Now I'll never trade with him again in our league as a two-day league manager review period, but being the league manager myself, I feel awkward about reversing this, especially now knowing this guy doesn't play fair and is likely going to put up a stink. I'd really appreciate it if the world-famous fantasy regulators could help me out. Are we, so are we clear the, the the two-day period is for everybody to vote on or just him to no, decide? No, just the, just the commish. So he, he offered Edelman for Sony Michelle. He meant to send, you know, he want, he didn't want to do it after Michelle got hurt. And that's when the guy accepted the trade, got his Edelman for Sony Michelle, and now he's mad and the, the guy who accepted the trade doesn't think it was a problem. It's always a gray area here. I would probably absolve myself from making the decision and put it to a league vote and explain the situation. Heath? Um, I would probably just suck it up and take it. You would, you would let the trade go through? Yep. I mean, I always believe, you know my feeling, that if a player gets injured, I think that, that basically gives the guy who, who offered the, who is receiving the injured player the right to cancel the trade. I, I mean, there's also some timing involved with this. Like, did he, did he, you know, the guy go accept the trade and the guy's in the process of pulling the trade off the table when he got hurt? This is the problem with trading on game day. Or leaving trades open on game day. Yeah, I just I so just like, know that to it's to his point. You you allowed this to happen to yourself. I guess I just know that it's hard to manage your trades. You know, if you have a trade out there, I forget about them sometimes. Yeah, but see, here's the thing though, Adam, and I understand what, where you're coming from. You play in how many leagues? Seven, Ten. eight? Ten? Okay, even even more. We play in in ten to fifteen plus leagues. Most people play in one to two. So managing your trades are not necessarily I still that. Think it's hard, huh? I still think it's hard. It's, it's easy, not as it's easy hard, to forget. Though, it's easy to forget. Not if you're in small in, in in one or two leagues. I mean, how many trade offers are you actually making? Hey, but but you but it doesn't cross your mind. Maybe you don't see Michelle get hurt immediately. That, you know? that that's the, that's the part of this though. Is it did and and that's what I'm getting at is trading on game day or or leaving trade op- trades open when games are playing. That's on you. Well, that's why I like a hard and fast rule that if a player proposed in a trade gets hurt. Then but if you're in a league where you don't have that hard and fast rule, it's never been said before, and the first time you're going to institute it is when you are the person who got messed up by this. That's not – no. All right. You have Sony Michelle. You know what? It's probably going to work out better for you anyway. It, honestly, yeah. It's it's not that bad of an injury. I think I think you can get away with it. All right. That being that we said, know. That being said, it's time to regulate for Nathan in Fort Mill, South Carolina. This timeline gets a little hectic, hence the need for the regulators. I was offered a trade in our league site. Within less than 10 minutes, I examined, evaluated, and agreed to the trade. Within a matter of minutes, the commissioner vetoed the trade. In a huff, I texted him and tried to figure out what went on. He said he had agreed to a trade involving the same player to another owner verbally before I had accepted the trade. On the website. He's a good guy. We have to take him at his word here. Um, we don't and will never know if that verbal trade would have actually made it to the site. My question is, since my trade was agreed to on the actual site and not just verbally, which trade should count and go through? The one on the site or the verbal trade? This is a gross abuse of commissioner power. 
<laughs> to veto a trade for any reason is bad. To veto a, re- a trade to preserve your own trade that is not even on the website yet is a fireable offense. I would kick your commissioner out of the league. <laughs> I agree. The one that got accepted on the site goes through. Verbal. No, we need paperwork here, people. We need paperwork. Next up, we got Ruth in a big city with two terrible football teams across the river. That's New York. Yeah, it would be New York. Oh, boy. All right. Um, commissioner of a 10-team PPR league. It's in its third season. This year, one of the members has basically given up. She's fallen to one and five, and she stopped setting her lineups. She started four players on a bye this week. Full disclosure, I'm the one team that lost to her in the first week. She's told me straight up that she's not planning to play next year. When I asked her to at least set her lineup for the remainder of the year, she said she doesn't have time and feels it's not worth it since she's one and five. She suggested that I give the team away to someone else. Unfortunately, I'm not sure I'll be able to find someone to step in. In the case that I don't, what should I do? I had suggested giving every team that plays her a win, but since some teams play her twice, that's not fair. My next thought is set her lineups each week based on the highest projected points from Yahoo and not allowing any trades or waivers with her roster. But if I did that, not sure it would be just for games from this week forward or apply it retroactively. What would you do? Please regulate. I hope she goes and plays in the league on CBS, first of all. Um, I would set her lineup with the highest projected players and let it go. I would leave her lineup exactly the same for the rest of the season. Hmm. Do I have to break the tie here? I sure. think I, I think I would too, since some teams have already had the benefit of playing her crappy roster. I think I would just leave it and basically make it a a probable win, uh, but not a definite win. And finally, one more regulators. This one is from Patrick. He says, "Regulators, mount up! I have a fantasy football ethics question." Recently, you discussed having no issues with not being able to add a player who was dropped late in the week. I have a dilemma on the other side. All right, so before I go any further, just going to listen to this groove. Okay. And then I'm going to tell you this email was sent to us, I think, on Sunday. So this was before Sunday's games. I play an opponent with three players on a bye, and he has not made any ad drops yet. He has Jared Cook and no replacement tight end on his team. My question is, so this is from last week. Yeah. This is from Sunday morning. I think he sent this. Um, is it ethical for me to add drop all of the streaming tight ends so my opponent cannot have one? Put those guys on waivers and make it impossible for this guy, the Jared Cook owner, last week to not be able to pick up anybody. No. You we can do are, it, but it's not ethical. We are the fantasy regulators. We deal in rules and kicking people out of leagues and forming coups to overtake commissioners, we don't deal in ethics. Of course we do. We don't deal in the gray area here. We regulate all there is of no this property, whatever they say. way that that is ethical. It is not nice. But, I mean, if you're two and five, you got to get a win. Oh, God, Heath. I, I would love to kick you out of a league. You are the worst. Where are your ethics, sir? You gotta get, gotta get a win. You gotta get a win. I'm not violating any rules. Make a rule saying I can't do it, and I'll stop it. You can't do it, but it's worth. Ex- Let's put it in the Constitution. It's worth exploring because there are there are kind of less sneaky ways to do this. But we're gonna say no. You shouldn't have done it, Patrick. I hope you didn't do it. Don't go onto the dark side like he. Thanks for listening, everybody. I, we're got, out. I got one more regular. Oh yeah, go ahead, Jamie. Gotta go back. <laughs>